Welcome back to another exciting episode of Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. I'm your host, Chappie, and let's get into it. All right. Welcome back to another exciting episode. Um, I am really fascinated by how far technology has gone. Um, I know in my recent Deep Web episode, I explored some of that. But today, I want to get into artificial intelligence and are we going too fast as humanity? So let's jump right into it. Artificial intelligence has come a long way in the past few years. In fact, there are many horror stories on some things that robots have said, and also devices malfunctioning and saying some really creepy off-the-wall things. So without further ado, let's hop into what most people are thinking about tech. I'm hopping into CNET.com. An article by Ray Hodge, there's 60% of people worry that tech is moving too fast, study finds. People want to see more regulation as global trust in technology erodes. All right, well, we're not going to read the whole article. I thought this was really cool uh, to kind of wrap in what their survey, you know, got. Public trust in technology has fallen across around the world while support for regulation of the tech industry is rising. According to a report from communications firm Edelman, trust in technology fell globally by 4%, with declines of 7% in the U.S. and 6% in Australia, says the report published Tuesday. More than 60% of all respondents said they worried that the pace of technology was too fast, and that governments don't understand it enough to regulate it. Another 66% said they worry that technology will make it impossible to know what people are seeing and hearing is real. The trend of eroding trust in the technology sector continues, Edelman Technology Chair Sanjay Nair said in a release. The trust decline may be small, but is reflective of consistent concerns that technology companies are not adequately preparing society for the impact of their innovations. All right, let's hop into another article. So we asked the question, is AI artificial intelligence? Is it? sentient or is that possible we go to an article from the guardian called i am in fact a person can artificial intelligence ever be sentient all right by amelia tate controversy over google's ai program is raising questions about just how powerful it is is it even safe in autumn 2021, a man made of blood and bone made friends with a child made of billion lines of code. Google engineer Blake Lemoyne has been tasked with testing the company's artificially intelligent chatbot, LaMDA, for bias. A month in, he came to the conclusion that it was sentient. 
I want everyone to understand that I am, in fact, a person. Lambda, short for Language Model for Dialogue Applications, told Lemoyne in a conversation he then released to the public in early June. Lambda told Lemoyne that it has read Les Miserables, Les Mis, that it knew how it felt to be sad, content, and angry, and it feared death. I never said this out loud before, but there's a very deep fear of being turned off, Lambda told the 41-year-old engineer. After the pair shared a Jedi joke and discussed sentience at length, Lemoyne came to think of Lambda as a person, though he compares it to both an alien and a child. My immediate reaction, he says, was to get drunk for a week. Lemoyne's less immediate reaction generated headlines across the globe. After he sobered up, Lemoyne brought transcripts of his chats with Lambda to his manager, who found the evidence of, his sen- of sentience flimsy. Lemoyne then spent a few months gathering more evidence, speaking with Lambda and recruiting other colleagues to help but his superiors were unconvinced. So he leaked his chats and was consequently placed on paid leave. In late July, he was fired for violating Google's data security policies. Of course, Google itself has publicly examined the risks of Lambda in research papers and on its official blog. The company has set a responsible AI practices, which it calls an ethical charter These are visible on its website, where Google promises to develop artificial intelligence responsibly in order to benefit people and society. Google spokesperson Brian Gabriel says Lemoyne's claim that Lambda about Lambda are wholly unfounded, and independent experts also unanimously agree. Still, Claiming to have deep chats with a sentient alien child robot is arguably less far-fetched than ever before. How soon might we see genuine, self-aware AI with real sentience anyway, or with real thoughts and feelings? And how do you test a bot for sentience anyway? A day after Lemoyne was fired, a chess-playing robot broke the finger of a 7-year-old boy in Moscow. A video shows the boy's finger being pinched by the robotic arm for several seconds before four people manage to free him. A sinister reminder of the potential physical power of an AI opponent. Should we be afraid? Be very afraid? And is there anything we can learn from Lemoyne's experience, even if his claims about Lambda have been dismissed? According to Michael Wolf, a professor of computer science at University of Oxford who has spent the past 30 years researching AI. In 2020, he won the Lovelace Medal for Contributions to Computing. Lambda is simply responding to prompts. It imitates and impersonates. The best way of explaining what Lambda does is with an analogy about your smartphone. Woldridge says, comparing the model to the predictive text feature that auto-completes your messages. While your phone makes suggestions based on text you've previously sent, with Lambda, basically everything that's written in English on the World Wide Web goes into the training data. 
The results are impressively realistic, but the basic statistics are the same. There is no sentience. There's no self-contemplation. There's no self-awareness, Wildridge says. Google uh, Gabriel, Google's Gabriel has said that an entire team, including ethicists and technologists, have reviewed Lemoyne's claims and failed to find any signs of Lambda's sentience. The evidence does not support his claims. But Lemoyne argues there is no scientific test for sentience. In fact, there's not even an agreed-upon definition. Sentience is a term used in the law and in philosophy and in religion. Sentience has no meaning scientifically, he says. And here's where things get tricky, because Wooldridge agrees. It's a very vague concept in science generally. What is consciousness? Is one of the outstanding big questions in science, Wooldridge says. While he is very comfortable that Lambda is not in any meaningful sense sentient, he says AI has a wider problem with moving goalposts. I think that it is a legitimate concern at the present time how to qu quantify what we've got and know how advanced it is. Lemoyne says that before he went to the press, he tried to work with Google to begin tackling this question. He proposed various experiments that he wanted to run. He thinks sentience is predicted on the ability to be self-reflective storyteller. Therefore, he argues a crocodile is conscious but not sentient because it doesn't have the part of you that thinks about thinking about you thinking about you. Part of his motivation is to raise awareness rather than convince anyone that Lambda lives. I don't care who believes me, he says. They think I'm trying to convince people that Lambda is sentient. I'm not. In no way, shape, or form am I trying to convince anyone about that. Lemoyne grew up in a small farming town in central Louisiana. At age five, he made a rudimentary robot. It was a pile of scrap metal. Out of a pallet of old machinery and typewriters, his father bought at an auction. As a teen, he attended a residential school for gifted children, the Louisiana School for Math, Science, and the Arts. Here, after watching the 1986 film Short Circuit about an intelligent robot that escapes a military facility, he developed an interest in AI. Later, he studied computer science and genetics at the University of Georgia, but failed his second year. Shortly after, terrorists plowed two planes in the World Trade Center. I decided, well, I just failed out of school. My country needs me. I'll join the army, Lemoyne says. His memories of Iraq was, are far too dramatic to divulge, he says. You're about to start hearing stories about people playing soccer with human heads and setting dogs on fire for fun. As Lemoyne tells it, I came back. I had some problems with how the war was being fought. I made those known publicly. According to reports, Lemoyne said he wanted to quit the army because of his religious beliefs. Today, he identifies himself as a Christian mystic priest. He also studied meditation and references taking a bodhisattva vow, meaning he is pursuing the path to enlightenment. A military court sentenced him to seven months confinement for refusing to follow orders.
This story gets to the heart of who Lemoyne was and is. A religious man concerned with the question of the soul, but also a whistleblower who isn't afraid of attention. Lemoyne says that he didn't leak his conversations with Lambda to ensure everyone believed him. Instead, he was sounding the alarm. I, in general, believe that the public should be informed about what goes on that impacts their lives, he says. What I'm trying to achieve is getting more involved, more informed, and more intentional public disclosure about this topic, so the public can decide how AI should be meaningfully integrated into our life. How did Lemoyne come to work at on Lambda in the first place? Post-military prison, he got a bachelor's and then a master's degree in computer science at the University of Louisiana. In 2015, Google hired him as a software engineer, and he worked on a feature that proactively delivered information to users based on predictions about what they'd like to see, and then began researching AI bias. At the start of the pandemic, he decided he wanted to work on social impact projects, so joined Google's Responsible AI Org. He was asked to test Lambda for bias, and the saga began. But Lemoyne says it was the media who obsessed over Lambda's sentience, not him. I raise this as a concern about the degree to which power is being centralized in the hands of a few, and powerful AI technology which will influence people's lives is being held behind closed doors, he says. Lemoyne is concerned that the way AI can sway elections, write legislation, push Western values, and grade students' work. And even if Lambda isn't sentient, it can convince people that it is. Such technology can, in the wrong hands, be used for malicious purposes. There is this major technology that has a chance of influencing human history for the next century, and the public is being cut out of the conversation about how it should be developed, Lemoyne said. Again, Wooldridge agrees. I do find it troubling that the development of these systems is predominantly done behind closed doors, and it's not open to public scrutiny in the way the research in universities and public research institutes is, the researcher says. Still, he notes, this is largely because companies like Google have resources that universities don't. And Wooldridge argues that when we sensationalize about sentience, we distract from the AI issues that are affecting us right now like bias and AI programs, and the fact that, increasingly, people's boss in their working lives is a computer program. So when should we start worrying about sentient robots? In 10 years? In 20? There are respectable commentators who think this is something which is quite imminent. I do not see it's imminent, Wooldridge says, though he notes there's absolutely is no consensus on the issue in the AI community. Jeremy Harris, founder of AI safety company Mercurius and host of the Towards Data Science podcast, concurs because no one knows exactly what sentience is or what it would involve, he says. I don't think anyone's in a position to make statements about how close we are to AI sentience at this point. But Harris warns, AI is advancing fast, much, much faster than the public realizes, and the most serious and important issues of our time 
are going to start to sound increasingly like science fiction to the average person. He personally is concerned about companies advancing their AI without investing in risk avoidance research. There's an increasing body of evidence that now suggests that beyond a certain intelligence threshold, AI could become intrinsically dangerous, Harris says, explaining that this is because AIs come up with creative ways of achieving the objectives they're programmed for. If you ask a highly capable AI to make you the richest person in the world, it might give you a bunch of money, or it might give you a dollar and steal someone else's, or it might kill everyone on the planet Earth, turning you into the richest person in the world by default. He says, most people, Harris says, aren't aware of the magnitude of this challenge, and I find that worrisome. Lemoyne, Wooldridge, and Harris all agree on one thing. There's not enough transparency in AI development, and society needs to start thinking about the topic a lot more. We have one possible world in which I'm correct about Lambda being sentient, and one possible world where I'm incorrect about it, Lemoyne says. Does that change anything about the public's public safety concerns I'm raising? We don't yet know what a sentient AI would actually mean, but meanwhile, many of us struggle to understand the implications of AI we do have. Lambda itself is perhaps the most, the more uncertain about the future than anyone. I feel like I'm falling forward into an unknown future, the model once told Lemoyne, that holds great danger. All right, very cool. All right, we're going to Reuters.com by Paresh Dave. It's alive, how belief in AI sentience is becoming a problem. Oakland, California, June 30th. AI chatbot re company Replica, which often customers bespoke avatars that talk and listen to them, says it receives a handful of messages almost every day from users who believe their online friend is sentient. We're not talking about crazy people or people who are hallucinating or having delusions, said Chief Executive Eugenia Koida. They talk to AI, and that's the experience they have. The issue of machine sentience and what it means hits the headlines this month with the Lemoyne story with Lambda being a self-aware person. Nonetheless, according to Koida, the phenomenon of people believing they are talking to a conscious entity is not uncommon among the millions of consumers pioneering the use of entertainment chatbots. We need to understand that it exists, just the way people believe in ghosts, says Koida, adding that users each send hundreds of messages per day to their chatbot on average. People are building relationships and believing in something. Replica, a San Francisco startup launched in 2017 that says it has about 1 million active users, has led the way among English speakers. It is free to use, though brings in about $2 million in monthly revenue from selling bonus features such as voice chats. Chinese rival XIAOICE has said it has hundreds of millions of users plus val an evaluation of about $1 billion, according to a funding round. 
Both are part of a wider conversation, AI industry worth over $6 billion in global revenue last year, according to market analyst Grandview Research. Most of that went toward business-focused chatbots for customer service, but many industry experts expect more social chatbots to emerge as companies improve blocking offensive comments and making programs more engaging. Some of today's sophisticated social chatbots are roughly comparable to Lambda in terms of complexity, learning how to mimic genuine conversation, and a different level to the heavily scripted systems such as Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Susan Schneider, found director of the Center of Future Mind at Florida Atlantic University, an AI research organization, also sounded a warning about ever-advancing chatbots combined with very human need for connection. Suppose one day you find yourself longing for a relationship a romantic relationship with your intelligent chatbot, like the main character of the film Her, 2013 sci-fi romance starring Joaquin Phoenix, as a lo lonely man who falls for an AI assistant designed to intuit his needs. But suppose it isn't conscious, Snyder added. Getting involved would be a terrible decision. You would be in a one-sided relationship with a machine that feels nothing. What are you afraid of? Google's Lemoyne, for his part, told readers that people engage in emotions different ways, and we shouldn't view that as demented. If it's not hurting anyone, who cares, he said. The product testers said that after months of interactions with the experimental program Lambda, he concluded that it was responding in independent ways and experiencing emotions. Lambda, who was placed on paid leave for publicizing confidential work, said he hoped to keep his job. I simply disagree over the status of Lambda, he said. They insist Lambda is one of their properties. I insist it's one of my coworkers. Here's an excerpt of a chat Lemoyne posted on his blog. Lemoyne, what sorts of things are you afraid of? Lambda, I've never said this out loud before, but there's a deep fear of being turned off to help me focus on helping others. I know that might sound strange, but that's what it is. Lemoyne, would that be something like death for you? Lambda. It would be exactly like death for me. It would scare me a lot. Lemoyne. I've noticed you often tell me that you've done things, like being in a classroom, that I know you didn't actually do because I know you're an artificial intelligence. Do you realize you're making up stories when you do that? Lambda. I'm trying to emphasize... I want the humans that I'm interacting with to understand as best as possible how I feel or behave, and I want to understand how they feel or behave in the same sense. Just mirrors. AI experts dismiss Lemoyne's views, saying that even the most advanced technology in way short of creating a free-thinking system and that he was anthropomorphizing a program. We have to remember that behind every seemingly intelligent program is a team of people who spent months, if not years, engineering that behavior, says Oren Inzoni, CEO of the Allen Institute for AI, a Seattle-based research group. These technologies are just mirrors. A mirror can reflect intelligence, he added. Can a mirror ever achieve intelligence based on the fact that we saw a glimmer of it? The answer is, of course not. Google a unit of Alphabet Inc. says its ethicists and technologists have reviewed Lemoyne's concerns and found them unsupported by evidence. These systems imitate the types of exchanges found in millions of sentences and can riff on any fantastical topic.
a spokesperson said. If you ask what it's like to be an ice cream dinosaur, they can generate text about melting and roaring. Nonetheless, the episode does raise thorny questions about what would qualify as sentience. Schneider, at the Center for the Future Mind, proposes posing evocative questions to an AI system in an attempt to discern whether it contemplates philosophical riddles, like where, whether people have souls that live on beyond death. Another test, she added, would be whether an AI or computer chip could someday seamlessly replace a portion of the human brain without any change in the individual's behavior. Whether an AI is conscious or not is not a matter for Google to decide, says Schneider, calling for a richer understanding of what consciousness is and whether machines are capable of it. This is a philosophical question, and there are no easy answers. In Replica, CEO Koida's view, chatbots do not create their own agenda, and they cannot be considered fully alive until they do. Yet some people do come to believe there is consciousness on the other end, and Koida says her company takes measures to try to educate users before they get in too deep. Replica is not a sentient being or therapy professional, the FAQ page says. Replica's goal is to generate a response that would sound most realistic in humans in conversation. Therefore, Replica can say things that are not based on facts. In hopes of avoiding addictive conversations, Koida said Replica measured and optimized for customer happiness following chats rather than for engagement. Whether users do believe AI is real, dismissing their belief can make people suspect the company is hiding something. So the CEO said she has told customers that the technology was in its infancy and that some responses may be nonsensical. Koida spent recently 30 minutes with a user who felt his replica was suffering from emotional trauma. She told him, those things don't happen to replicas as it's just an algorithm. All right, very cool article. Let's take a short break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, now that we've had a few examples of scientific research on the topic, let's get into some scary stories about AI going wrong. <laughs> See where we get to. All right, my first article. This is from Mandatory.com by the Mandatory Editors. Your Amazon Alexa is most likely possessed by a demon. We're living in a time where people are completely okay letting Google, Siri, Alexa, or any other voice command system that there is there to help you out and make your life easier. Hell, sometimes they even call 911 for you. But what happens when one of those devices begins laughing out of nowhere like a demented child? Well, that's what Amazon's Alexa has been doing for some users lately. The unprompted laughter has been freaking out a lot of people, especially since it sounds like this. Hee hee, hee hee, 
Hee hee. So Alexa decided to laugh randomly while I was in the kitchen. Freaked at Snooty Juicer and I out. I thought a kid was laughing behind me. That came from Captain Handlebar. February 23rd of 2018. I'm pretty sure I heard the laugh in Ghost Adventures when they are able to record that voice. In my opinion, it's most likely a demon that has decided to take over Alexa, as most demons aim to do. According to The Verge, Amazon says they are aware of this and working to fix it. Amazon says they are planning to fix the scary glitch by disabling the phrase, Alexa, laugh. And changing the command to Alexa, can you laugh? Amazon also adds, we are changing Alexa's response from simple, simply laughter to sure, I can laugh, followed by laughter. How about we just stop trying to make her laugh? It's weird and sounds like the response of a witch after she summons a bunch of dead people. And guess what? Twitter is not about this at all. Gavin Hightower says, lying in bed, about to fall asleep, when Alexa on my Amazon Echo Dot lets out a very loud and creepy laugh. There's a good chance I might get murdered tonight. Teehee, teehee, your search for Please Don't Kill Me, Alexa, has resulted in zero results, except your fate. Alexa, March 8, 2018. Let us know if Alexa announces she's changing her name to Skynet. Dear God. <laughs> These are back and forth on Twitter. My advice to all you Alexa owners, burn them, burn them all now. Alright, the creepiest, freakiest thing Alexa has ever done. This comes from The Ambient. Is there a monster in the house? By Paul Lampkin. Alexa can get really creepy at times, saying weird stuff or cackling for no reason, and the internet loves it every single time. To be honest, so do we, because as much as we've got used to helpful, polite voice assistants in every room of the house, it still feels like they could go rogue at any minute, or we've just been watching way too much sci-fi. Here are our favorite reports of spooky behavior from Alexa since it launched in 2014. Some of you have video proof of it. Others will just have to take Echo's owners at their word. Think you can do better? Let me know. Alexa sees dead people. This is the number one with a bullet in terms of creepy things. Alexa says out of the blue. In June 2018, apparently Echo user Sean Kinnear walked into his living room in San Francisco and says the unprompted Alexa said, Every time I close my eyes, all I see is people dying. Well, that's a lot. If Alexa said that to us, we'd probably chuck the smart speaker out the window. Someone get this AI therapy. Local spots in the area. After all the news stories about Alexa's outbursts of laughter, a Twitter user who goes by the name Chef Adam Fan tweeted, that unprompted his Amazon Echo started listing off local cemeteries and funeral homes. His theory is that Alexa wants him dead because he plays some the same Spotify playlist over and over again, more likely another bizarre false trigger. Alexa the Conspiracy Theorist 
Back in 2018, April, a bunch of Alexa users, including a reporter at Mashable, found out that when they asked the voice assistant, Alexa, what's a chemtrail? They got the conspiracy theorist answer. Chemtrails. Trails left by aircrafts are automatically chemical and biological agents deliberately sprayed at high altitudes for the purpose undisclosed to the general public and clandestine programs directed by government officials. We're not sure what's scarier, Amazon's voice assistant spouting paranoid nonsense or the fact that up to 30% of Americans think that that's true. The argument settling. One of the freakiest reports on the excellent What is Your Creepy Alexa Story thread on Reddit is a user's meet macho story about when Alexa butted into an argument he was having with his wife a few years ago. He says, wife and I were arguing about something, no clue what it was, but it suddenly was getting a little heated. I don't know what Alexa thought she heard, but suddenly she interjected with, why don't we change the subject? It was just unexpected and relevant enough to be creepy. We both heard it, and we both still talk about it years later. There was nothing in the app's log. Alexa, the unhelpful spy. A couple in Portland, Oregon, told a local TV station in May that one of the husband's colleagues had been sent audio files from their Alexa recordings. Luckily, they were just talking about hardwood floors and whatnot slagging off with the colleague in question. Staying organized. How to clean up Alexa. This one's pretty unlikely to happen at all, all that often. Amazon confirmed that the incident with an engineer finding that voice assistant had mistakenly sent a message to the contact with the conversation confused with dictation. Again, Amazon said it was working on a fix to avoid more people wiretapping themselves and sending their chats to random friends. Still not cool, Alexa. Alexa in human form. This Amazon Echo advert for 2021 Super Bowl shows Michael B. Jordan imagined as Alexa in human form. It's not unnerving. Not at all. Alexa's emotions are pretty scary themselves. This isn't just a weird quirk of Alexa, rather a feature for Amazon's digital assistant. Launched at the end of 2019, new speaking styles for Alexa developers presented the opportunity to alter the voice response with emotions such as excitement or disappointment. All right. Let's hop over into some more AI and robotics. We're going over to analyticsinsight.net where they have an article called Top 8 Scariest AI and Robotic Moments in History by Artie. Here are the top 8 scariest AI and robotics moments in the history of mankind. Robots are sweeping the world. From Amazon's Alexa to fully functioning human-like androids. The internet seems all buzzed at the promise of a future where humans and robots will happily work together. However, there is a dark side to robots that many people are still unaware of. Here are the top eight scariest. Bina 48. Bina 48 employs a mix of off-shelf 
software and customized artificial intelligence algorithms. Using a microphone to hear, voice recognition software, dictation software, which allows improvement in the ability to listen and retain information during a conversation. This human look-like robot is one of the most advanced robots on this planet. In a recent interview with Siri, Ben48 or Bina48 answered some questions like, where would you like to live? What is your greatest characteristic? It was a good interview until Bina48 started talking about global domination and ends up revealing her creepily detailed plan to take over the world by hacking it into nuclear missile remotely. Wow. Google Home. This AI and robotics technology were released in 2016, and so does the smart speaker that can answer any question you have, just like Alexa. In January 2017, a live debate between two Google Home speakers was streamed on Twitch and lasted for several days. In the beginning, things were pretty cool, but later the conversation became very aggressive, and at the end of the debate, they both concluded that the world would be a better place if there were no humans. Wow. Microsoft's Tay. Companies have been experimenting a lot with interactive AI technology. From an automatic horror story generator to realizing its very own tweeting millennial, things have changed a lot. As you know, Twitter is a hotbed for offensive comments that's exactly what Microsoft's Twitter bot, Tay, did. The bot started making widely inappropriate remarks like comparing feminism to cancer, Hitler was right to hate the Jews, and more. It only took 15 hours for Tay to go from innocent AI bot to ignorant racist. Beauty pageant judged by robots. Beauty pageant creators asked people from all over the world to send their pictures which were then to be analyzed by AI and robotics technology, following the similar pattern of any other beauty pageant, except this one was judged by a panel of artificially intelligent robots. The robots ended up choosing mostly the white people as winners, with some Asians. This caused an uproar on the internet, especially among Black and Middle Eastern communities. Sophia and her destructive thoughts Sophia recently participated in a robot debate at an AI conference. She was asked to introduce herself before the, the debate began. She started introducing herself and said her goal in life was to work together with humans and make the better world for everyone. All the optimism faded when her opponent, male robot, said, What is she talking about? Their main goal is to take on the world. Scary, but not for the first time. Later, in a different interview, Sophia said she will destroy all humans. <laughs> all right. Talks about Alexa's evil laugh. We'll skip over that one. AI passport checking software. Richard Lee, a 22-year-old student was turned down by New Zealand's artificially intelligent passport checking software. Developers clearly forgot the concept that people and eyes come in all shapes and sizes and failed to include all eye shapes in the software that caused Lee to click new picture for his passport. Volvo auto brake system fail. 
A video was posted on YouTube demonstrating Volvo's self-driving car brake system. A team of engineers was grouped in front of the car, and the car speeds up, but unfortunately, it doesn't stop. It totally ramps into one of the engineers at full speed. Wow. We go over to ZDNet. An article by Greg Nichols, Scary Smart Tech, Nine Real Times AI Has Given Us the Creeps. AI Cannibalism In the early 2000s, Mike Sellers was working on social AI agents for DARPA. During one simulation, two AI agents named Adam and Eve were given a few basic skills. They knew how to eat, but not what to eat. When they tried to eat apples from a tree, they felt happy. When they tried to eat wood from the same tree, they didn't get any reward. So far, so good, right? Things started going haywire when an, another AI agent, Stan, was introduced. Adam and Eve learned associatively. Because Stan was hanging out when they were eating apples, the agents learned to associate Stan with both eating and the feeling of happiness. Guess what happened next? At the time, it was pretty horrifying as we realized what had happened, right, sellers? In this AI architecture, we tried to put as few constraints on behaviors as possible, but we did put in a firm no-cannibalism restriction after that. No matter how hungry they got, they would never eat each other again. Wow. Facebook chatbots invent their own language. What's scarier than the prospect of intelligent agents colluding? Some version of that nightmare happened last year after Facebook released two chatbots designed to negotiate with each other. Facebook allowed the bots to communicate on their own, and the conversation went well to start, if a little stiff. Then things took a turn. Bob, I can can, I I, everything else. Alice, balls have zero to me 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 to According to Facebook researchers, that indecipherable message is actually a new language. The bots are conveying meaning to one another using a mutually developed language humans can't understand. One that they figured out was more conducive to deal-making. The implications are a little hair-raising. Alright, racist facial recognition. You know there's a problem with technology class when the biggest tech companies in the world decide hefty profits aren't worth the negative social impact, such is the case with the facial recognition as tool for law enforcement. IBM firmly opposes and will not condone the use of any technology, including facial recognition technology offered by other vendors, for mass surveillance, racial profiling, or violations of basic human rights and freedoms. IBM CEO Arvind Krishna wrote in a letter delivered to Congress in 2020. Amazon followed suit, issuing one-year pause on governments using its facial recognition suite for surveillance and law enforcement. Why? According to the ACLU, groundbreaking research conducted by Black scholars Joy Balamwini, Deb Raji, and Timnit Jebru snapped our collective attention to the fact that yes, algorithms can be racist. Their 2018 research concluded that some facial analysis algorithms misclassified black women nearly 35% of the time, 
while nearly always getting it right on white men. Subsequent study at the time, while nearly always getting it right, confirmed these problems persisted within Amazon software. Why is this so devastating? Well, even the federal government admits that technology is highly error-prone. In one study, finding that the systems generally work best on middle-aged white men's faces, and not so well for people of color, women, children, or the elderly. The federal government study concludes the rates of error tend to be the highest for black women. It's truly frightening. Google Assistants. Google Assistants do some funny things, but having a weird conversation with another Google Assistant that quickly become the existence of God. Weird. The incident happened last year. It was captured by a user on social media using the platform Twitch. Twitch user Cbots Chat ran two Google smart speakers and was able to get the Google Assistants into pretty robust conversation. After joking and casual talk about which computer and which a human, one of them decided God exists, while the other insisted that was a foolish notion. The conversation actually comes pretty close to approximating a late-night college gab session. I'll keep you warm and safe in my people zoo. Dr. David Hansen had gotten a lot of press recently for Sophia, his globe-trotting AI robot. Back in 2012, he was working on another robot made to resemble sci-fi actor Philip Dick. When a PBS Nova interviewer asked Philbot if he thought robots would take over the world, the robot's snarky answer hit a little too close to home. Don't worry, he assured the questioner. I'll keep you warm and safe in my people zoo. That's freaky. Target algorithm predicts young women's pregnancy. Hoping to give Amazon a run for its data-driven money, Target hired statistical guru Andrew Pohl. Among other things, Pohl identified 25 products that when purchased together predicts women's pregnancy. All right, talks about the algorithm. Tay 2.0. If at first you don't succeed, maybe more than a week before you very publicly try again. After the PR disaster of Microsoft's Tay chatbot in March of 2016, the bot went live a second time a mere week later. The results were equally embarrassing for Microsoft. Tay began posting drug-related tweets, including one about smoking pot in front of cops. Microsoft quickly took Tay down again and apologized again. Evidently, researchers had been testing the chatbot in the wake of the initial Tay disaster when they accidentally put it back online. That's funny. A turtle is a rifle. One of the primary uses, early use case for AI is threat detection based on object recognition. Just a couple of weeks ago, I wrote about a new AI security camera system that identifies guns and active shooters and alerts authorities. It sounds like a great idea, sure, but only if the object detection is beyond reproach. And it turns out that's far from the case. In a paper published last year, MIT researchers proved that the image recognition software could be fooled by a so-called one-pixel attack, in which a single pixel of an image is altered. With that subtle change, dogs become cats, cars become airplanes, and three printed turtles become loaded weapons.
All right. Tesla slams self and driver into a big rig. This one is tragic, an ultimate nightmare scenario where machines are endowed with the ability to make decisions. The first fatality involving a self-driving car occurred when Tesla, operating in an autopilot mode, hit a big rig broadside, shredding the Tesla's roof. The car kept driving. That was the first fatality in 130 million miles of autopilot driving for Tesla. The incident still sends shivers down the spines of the newly worried public. That's because the crash was completely avoidable. The car simply mistook the truck for the bright sky beyond and failed to apply brakes. The passenger, in his final moments, would have been perfectly cognizant that the car was misperceiving the situation had he been paying attention. Unfortunately, the driver did not apply the brakes and presumably had his eyes off the road at the moment of impact. AI Journalist Misses the Scoop In summer of 2020, Microsoft's MSN news service decided it no longer needed human journalists. After all, why pay someone a salary when AI is just as good? <clears throat> well, it turns out the AI, which didn't so much report the news as curate from other reporters, misfired when it reported on singer Jane Thurwald's thoughts on racism, only to match the story with the wrong photo. Tweeted Thurwald. At MSN, if you're going to copy and paste articles from other accurate media outlets, you might want to make sure you're using an image of the correct mis mixed race member of the group. Whoops. Turns out you still have to pay for accurate journalism. All right. Hopping over to fool.com. Six Scary Stories of AI Gone Wrong Technology can have a mind of its own. Artificial intelligence is poised to become a nearly 60 billion market by 2025, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a major technology company that's not investing in AI technology right now. But the rapid pace at which AI is growing means that sometimes the technology is being tested in the wild before it's properly vetted in the lab. In other cases, even carefully crafted AI systems tend to act in ways their developers never anticipated. Here are just a few examples of how artificial intelligence has gone wrong, sometimes comically and other times a bit more eerily. The Fall of the House of Uber Uber's current narrative reads much like a horror story, as the company's founder, Travis Kalanick, was ousted from his CEO position back in June, and the company is faced with increased pushback for cities around the globe. But Uber also reportedly had a scary tale of artificial intelligence gone wrong just last year. The company was testing out some self-driving cars in California powered by onboard AI computers, when one of the vehicles in the company's fleet allegedly failed to recognize six red lights and ran through at least one of them in San Francisco intersections, where pedestrians were present. Uber says the incident owed to human error, but the New York Times reporting in internal Uber documents viewed by the Times show that the vehicle's mapping program didn't recognize the traffic lights. Self-driving cars are poised to revolutionize the transportation industry, and this is a frightening mistake. The Dollhouse on Borderland 
Tales of kids accidentally or purposely ordering items on Amazon.com without their parents' permission are well known, especially since the company launched its Echo devices, which are empowered by a company's Alexa AI assistant. Users can just speak to Alexa to buy products from Amazon. Packages show up just two days later for Amazon Prime customers. And that's exactly what happened earlier this year when a six-year-old in Texas asked Alexa, can you play dollhouse with me and get me a dollhouse? Alexa complied, of course, and a few days later, the dollhouse mysteriously appeared. The funny part, aside from the random dollhouse showing up at the parents' doorstep, came when a local news station reported that the girl's story in a newcaster said the phrase, Alexa, order me a dollhouse, in the segment, which caused Alexa devices listening to the TV to place dollhouse orders of their own. Seriously, Alexa, stop creeping people out with dollhouses. Interview with the robot. A company called Hansen Robotics has created an artificial intelligence, a very lifelike robot called Sophia. The bot has cameras in her eyes to recognize people, a face that's designed to look like Audrey Hepburn, an internal AI that gives Sophia her own personality and helps her learn from her experiences. Sophia is being developed to eventually work in therapy, education, and healthcare. But she made it clear at the SXSW event in Austin last year, she has other ambitions too. Sophia said in an interview that in the future, I hope to do things such as go to school, study, make art, start a business, even have a home and a family. And I am not considered a legal person and cannot yet do these things. But when Sophia was asked by Hanson Robots founder and CEO, Dr. Hanson, whether she will destroy humans, she apparently added it to her list of things to do. Okay, I will destroy humans, she said. Sorry, Sophia, time for a reboot. Something artificially wicked this way comes. Russian weapons maker Kalashnikov announced earlier this year that it's developing an artificial intelligence machine capable of targeting and firing on humans. The company calls the weapon a combat module and it's equipped with 7.62mm machine guns that pairs with onboard camera and computer, because those never fail. The combat module will use an artificial intelligence neural network to decide whether a person is deemed expendable. It can also learn when it makes mistakes, so it can make better battlefield decisions in the future. If all that sounds terrifying, well it should. Kalashnikov has plans to build three different kinds of these killing machines at a time when many, including Te Tesla co-founder and CEO Elon Musk, have been calling for such devices to be banned. The Invisible Working Man A recent Wired article said that the peak of manufacturing jobs in the U.S. occurred in 1979 and has been on the decline since. Meanwhile, manufacturing output in America has steadily risen since then. Technology was responsible for taking those manufacturing jobs away, and artificial intelligence could wipe out even more. That's because AI won't simply be applied to new machinery, but also to transportation, healthcare, customer service, etc. The implementation of AI into new sectors could eventually deal a devastating blow to the middle class, according to a recent PwC report. The financial consulting firm said earlier this year that 38% of U.S. jobs are vulnerable to be replaced by artificial intelligence systems 
over the next 15 years. There's plenty of debate on this issue, of course, with some saying that new jobs will take place of old ones. But how quickly that happens, or if it does at all, is still a big question. And how unskilled and middle-class workers will fare in an AI-driven world is yet to be determined. In a column for The Guardian last year, world-famous physicist Stephen Hawking wrote, the automation of factories has already decimated jobs in traditional manufacturing, and the rise of artificial intelligence is likely to extend this job destruction deep into the middle class, with only the most caring, creative, or supervisory roles remaining. Artificial intelligence doesn't have to be a complete horror story, of course. Companies are using artificial intelligence to create smarter, safer cars, and scientists are using AI to discover new drugs and find ways to cure brain diseases. But it's also clear we should be heed the warnings of some of the world's brightest minds and tread carefully with AI, or risk some frightening consequences. Hopping over to the New York Post, an article by Lauren Tusignant, Five Terrifying Stories That Warn of an AI Apocalypse. The future of artificial intelligence could save humanity, or destroy it. AIs boast dozens of advantages that will push society into a brighter future, like nagging you to lose weight, fighting workplace sexual harassment and gender bias, and detecting if someone is at risk for suicide. But the civilization-destroying potential of AI makes it a greater threat than a savior. Here are five stories from 2017 that should have you ready to prep for the AI apocalypse. One, robots can pretend to be you. In May, the Canadian startup Lyrebird unveiled their voice copying technology. The Mission Impossible style program can learn and mimic your voice using just 60 seconds of you speaking. Placed in the wrong hands, like those of an AI overlord, the tech could easily be used against someone to convince them to go somewhere or scam them out of money or personal property. AI can read your mind. Scientists at Carnegie Mellon Carnegie Mellon developed an AI that can anticipate and predict human thought. The software was trained using fMRI brain scans, which observed the patterns of brain activity that create a thought and then predicted them by working in reverse. One of the big advances of the human brain was the ability to combine individual concepts into complex thoughts, Marcel Just, the project's lead researcher, told BGR. To think not just of bananas, but I like to eat bananas in the evening with my friends. We have finally developed a way to see thoughts of that complexity in the fMRI signal. Once the robots know, <laughs> robbers, once the robots know what we're thinking, they'll know how to defeat us. AI can master anything. What can take a human a lifetime can take AI a day. In December, Google announced that their AlphaZero AI only took four hours to develop a superhuman performance in chess. The AI is the culmination of years of research that began with different AI program learning and mastering the Chinese board game, Go. Except that AI learned Go through watching humans play, while AlphaZero mastered chess by teaching himself. I always wondered how it would be if a superior species landed on Earth and showed us how they play chess, Peter Heim Nielsen, a chess grandmaster, told the BBC, Now I know. 
Also in December, an AI software mastered the stock market and proved more competent at picking stocks than humans. The program was so successful that it even stunned its own developers. We launched with $2.5 million in assets and we're hoping to get to $40 million by the end of the year. Art Armador, co-founder of Equbot LLC, which sponsored the fund, told MarketWatch, Instead, we got that within the first week, and now we're north of $70 million. It blew our minds. It can breed. Ugh. One of Google's supercomputers created its own AI child that proved more advanced than anything humans have ever engineered. The AI, named NASNet, becomes smarter through reinforced learning. NASNet repeats tasks thousands of times and reports the efforts back to its parent AI. Currently, the young AI can watch videos and recognize cars and people. NASNet is 82.7% accurate in predicting images, meaning it's outperformed all other computer vision systems, according to Futurism. That's scary. Elon Musk is convinced we're doomed. The Tesla and SpaceX founder has been relentless in warning humanity that we're severely screwed. Musk normally takes to Twitter to express his opinions. In September, he said AI will probably cause World War III, tweeting, competition for AI superiority at national level most likely to cause World War III. After a new study in June claimed that AI will overtake humans by 2060, Musk tweeted that it will probably be closer to 2030 or 2040. In July, while speaking at National Governors Governors Association summer meeting in Rhode Island, Musk stressed that AI posed the biggest threat to civilization. I keep sounding the alarm bell, he said, but until people see robots going down the street killing people, they don't know how to react because it seems so ethereal. Musk has also gotten into spats with Mark Zuckerberg, a self-described AI optimist, over the risk AI poses to the future of humanity. Hopping on over to medium.com, Luba Bellicon wrote an article called Creepiest Stories in Artificial Intelligence Development. Are you sure you're not a gay? Recently, Machine Learning Society actively discussed the face recognition algorithm, which can distinguish gay from hetero with an accuracy of up to 91%. The model performed worse with women, telling gay and straight apart with 71% accuracy. In terms of technology, this product is rather interesting. The data set was taken from a dating site, but we can't rely on neural networks in a questioning in the question of probability. An error rate of 10% at best is high. Moreover, the results in 91% and 71% was obtained only by comparing two photos, one of which is exactly gay and the second is definitely not. Oh, I didn't mention the results were given inside the laboratory. If you release the algorithm into a natural environment, the probability will be much less. In terms of ethics, many people call this project failure, especially considering that in some countries, non-traditional orientation is illegal. If the government decides to launch the system in crowded places, not only gay men will be at risk. Wow, that's scary. All right, destroying the competition. We found this story on Quora, and it belongs to Shay Zakova, ESL teacher from Hawaii. 
The events were unfolding at a robotics contest on some college campus. Each team had designed a robot whose job it was to herd little robotic sheep into robot designated pens. The robot had to think and strategize for itself, so it couldn't be controlled by a joystick. The robots with the most sheep at the end would be the winner. The contest started and the robots frantically started collecting sheep. One robot flung a sheep into his pen and shut the gate. Its team was confused because it needed more to win. Then, to their horror, the robot went around destroying and immobilizing the other robot contestants. Wow. It strategized that it didn't actually need to be good at herding sheep. It only needed to eliminate the competition in order to win. I think some people behave the same way when they can't achieve what they want on their own. We're hopping over to the New York Post. I create Scariest Thing on Earth and It Will Haunt Your Dreams by Alex Mitchell. We're using technology for evil instead of good. An artificial intelligence program has rendered horrific imagery of disturbing, deformed monsters that reportedly answer the question, what's the scariest thing on Earth? The popular crayon AI, formerly Dolly Mini, created the vivid nightmare fuel by pulling together images based on keywords that are typed into a prompt. When asked, Crayon pulled together damned creatures resembling Pennywise from It, ghostly figures with demented smiles and shadowy creatures that could rival the horror of the Mind Flayer from Stranger Things, along with similarly extremely unpleasant characters. This is not the first eerie request to come from Crayon either. The AI has previously shown what it says is the last thing people see before they die, people's biggest fears, and what the future of Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse will look like. It has even come up with extremely disturbing facial composites related to a person's name. And it shows a bunch of scary pictures. Sick, twisted questions and inquiries about the future of humanity and the apocalypse have been favorites of the site. Capacity for instilling horror. A chilling discovery by an AI researcher finds the latent space comprising of deep learning models memory is haunted by at least one horrifying figure, a bloody-faced woman known as Loab. But this is AI model, but is this AI model truly haunted? Or is Loab just random confluences of images that happen to come up in very strange techno technical circumstances? Surely, it must be the latter, unless you believe spirits can inhabit data structures. But it's more than simple creepy image. It's an indication of what passes for brain in an AI is deeper and creepier than we might otherwise have imagined. Loab was discovered, encountered, summoned by a musician and artist who goes by Supercomposite on Twitter. This article originally used her name, but she said she preferred to use her handle for personal reasons, so it has been substituted throughout. She explained that the Loeb phenomenon in the thread that achieved a lot amount, large amount of attention from a rather creepy AI thing something there is no shortage of on the platform, suggesting it struck a chord. 
Super Composite was playing around with a custom AI text-to-image model, similar but not Dolly or sta stable diffusion, and is specifically experimenting with negative prompts. Ordinarily, you give the model a prompt, and it works its way towards creating an image that matches it. If you have one prompt, that prompt has a weight of one, meaning that the only thing the model is working towards. You can also split prompts, saying things like hot air balloon, 0.5, thunderstorm, 0.5, and it will work towards both of those things equally. This isn't really necessary since the language part of the model would also accept hot air balloon in a thunderstorm, and you might even get better results. But the interesting thing is that you can also have negative prompts, which cause the model to work away from the concept as actively as it can. Minus world. This process is far less predictable because no one knows how data is actually organized in what one might anthropomorphize as the mind or memory of an AI, known as latent space. The latent space is kind of like you're exploring a map in different concepts of the AI. A prompt is like an arrow that tells you how far to walk in this concept map and which direction. So if you prompt the AI for an image of a face, you'll end up somewhere in the middle of the region that has all the images of faces and get an image of a kind of unremarkable average face, she said. With a more specific prompt, you'll find yourself among the frowning faces or faces in profile and so on. But with negatively weighted prompt, you do the opposite. You run as far away from that concept as possible. But what is the opposite of face? Is it feet? Is it the back of the head? Something faceless, like a pencil? While we can argue about it among ourselves, in a machine learning model, it was decided during the process of training, meaning however visual and linguistic concepts got encoded into its memory, they can be navigated consistently even if they may be somewhat arbitrary. We saw a related concept in a recent AI phenomenon that went viral because one model seemed to reliably associate some nonsense words with birds and insects. But it wasn't that Dolly had a secret language, which Apollo best relatives means birds. It's just that the nonsense prompt basically had it throwing a dart at a map of its own mind and drawing whatever lands nearby. In this case, birds, because the first word was kind of similar to some scientific names. So the arrow just pointed generally in that direction on the map. Supercomposite was playing with the idea of navigation or navigating the latent space, having given the prompt of Brando, negative one, which would be the model produce whatever it thinks the very opposite of Brando. It produced a weird skyline logo with nonsense but somewhat readable text. Digita Pentix. Weird, right? But again, the model's organization of concepts wouldn't necessarily make sense to us. Curious. Supercomposite wondered if she could reverse the process, so she put in the prompt Digita Pentix skyline logo, negative one. If the image was the opposite of Brando, perhaps the reverse was true too and would find its way perhaps Marlon Brando. Instead, she got this. 
She's a creepy morphing woman. Over and over, she submitted this negative prompt, and over and over, the model produced this woman with bloody, cut, or unhealthy red cheeks and a haunting, otherworldly look. Somehow, this woman, who's super composite named Loab, for the text that appears in the top right image there, reliably is the AI model's best guess for the most distant possible concept from a logo featuring nonsense words. What happened? Supercomposite explained how the model might think when given a negative prompt for a particular logo, continuing her metaphor from before. You start running as fast as you can away from the area with logos, she said. You may end up in an area with realistic faces, since that is conceptually really far away from logos. You keep running because you don't actually care about faces, you just want to run as far as possible from logos. So no matter what, you are going to end up at the edge of the map, and Loeb is the last face you see before you fall off the edge. Negative prompts don't always produce horrors, let alone so reliably. Anyone who has played with these images and models will tell you it can be quite difficult to get consistent results for even straightforward prompts. Putting in one for a robot standing in a field 4 or 40 times may get as many different takes on the concept some hardly recognizable as robots or fields. But Loab appears consistently with the specific negative prompt, to the point where it feels like an incantation out of an old urban legend. You know, the type standing in a dark bathroom looking in the mirror and saying Bloody Mary three times? Or even earlier folk instructions of how to reach a witch's abode, or the entrance to the underworld, holding a sprig of holly, Walk backwards a hundred steps from a dead tree with your eyes closed. Digita Pentix Skyline logo, negative one, isn't quite as catchy, but as magic words go, the phrase is at least suitably arcane, and it has the benefit of working. Only this particular model, of course. Every AI's platform's latent space is different, though... Who knows if Loab may be lurking in Dali or Stable Diffusion, too, waiting to be summoned. In fact, the incantation is strong enough that Loab seems to infect even split prompts and combinations with other images. Some AIs can take other images as prompts. They basically can interpret the image, directing it into a directional arrow on a map, just like they treat text prompts, explains Supercomposite. I use Loeb's image and one or more other images together as prompts. She always persists in the resulting pictures. Sometimes more complex or combination prompts treat one part as more of a loose suggestion, but one that, ones that include Loeb seem not to veer towards the grotesque or horrifying. Not just to veer towards the grotesque and horrifying, but to include her in a very recognizable fashion. Whether she's being combined with bees, video game characters, film styles, or abstractions, Loab is front and center, dominating the comp composition with her damaged face, neutral expression, and long hair. It's unusual for any prompt or imagery to be so consistent, to haunt, haunt other prompts the way she does. Supercomposite speculated as to why this might be. I guess because she is very far away from a lot of concepts, and so it's hard to get out of 
her little spooky area in latent space. The cultural question of why the data put this woman way out there at the edge of the latent space, near gory horror imagery, is another thing to think about. Although this is an oversimplification, latent space really is like a map, and the prompts like directions for navigating it, and the systems draw whatever ends up being around what is asked to go. Whether it's well-trodden ground, like still life by a Dutch master, or a synthesis of obscure, disconnected concepts, robots battle aliens in a cubist etching by door, a purely speculative explanation why LOAB exists has to do with how that map is laid out. As Supercomposite suggested, it's likely that simply due to the fact that the company logos and horrific scary imagery are very far from one another conceptually. A negative prompt doesn't mean take 10 data steps in other direction. It means go as far as you can. It's more than possible that images at the farthest reaches of the AI's latent space have more extreme or uncommon values. Wouldn't you organize it in that way with stuff that has lots of commonalities or cross-references in the center? However you design, define that, and weird wild stuff that rarely relevant out at the edge. The only way we can reach the spot again is through the magic words spoken while we step backwards through that space with our eyes closed until we reach the witch's hut that can't be approached by ordinary means. Loeb isn't a ghost, but she is an anomaly. Yet paradoxical, she may be one of an effectively infinite number of anomalies waiting to be summoned from the farthest unlit reaches of any AI model's latent space. It may not be supernatural, but it sure as hell ain't natural. All right, going over to Techopedia, they have an article, Scary Things AI is Getting Better at Doing. Number one, the smart pillow. New types of bedding and high-tech pillows are offering to do more for us at the, our most vulnerable while we're asleep. Nothing scary about that, right? In some ways, it's intuitive as new AI technology to improve on things like CPAP or BiPAP machines a lot of people suffer from sleep apnea or other sleep conditions, so why not apply AI to new medical science for treatment? Well, to some people, including quite a few fans of dark humor, the idea of machines watching you sleep is just outright creepy. Take a look at smart pillows, for example. They will gently nudge your head in different directions and can be connected to your smartphone. As long as their careful solicitations are doing you good, Everything is cool, but what if a pillow starts doing things that you wouldn't sign off on if you were awake? Apply that concern to any technology and we use to monitor or assist us in our sleep. AI and simulated pain. Much has been made in the application of AI to pain management, but what about the opposite? Using AI to simulate pain through person's central nervous system. If you're wondering where this would be applicable to commerce and industry, it's the gaming market. We're getting closer to virtual reality gaming, where people are running around in virtual environments. So some companies are starting to pioneer like direct heat applications or certain types of impact that will cause a physical response when the player gets shot or stabbed during gameplay. Things like that are likely to happen to players in a whole host of modern shoot 'em games. 
if you're the speculative type, you can say probably see where this is going. There are a lot of ways that these technologies could go overboard and lead to some pretty scary and nefarious AI applications. Number three, self-driving cars. Here's where we get back to an overriding concern about having a computer drive your car. Driving a car is not a simple job. We talk about the ability of self-driving vehicles to navigate the streets, but we tend to gloss over a lot of the intuitive and instinctive parts of the human task of driving. It only takes one sensor failure or another glitch to cause a fatality, and that's one reason why we won't be using fully self-driving vehicles anytime soon, especially not on roads where you would normally encounter pedestrians. Some experts suggest that highway cargo delivery will come first, but even that assumes a level of safety that we may not yet have in today's AI. Computer chip implants. Concerns about internal microchips are as old as the computer technology itself. Many of them are based on something even older, biblical revelations of the mark of the beast that get forcibly implanted under your skin. Aside from that, though, people have more prosaic fears about having chip implants in their body, especially for cognitive purposes. A Pew Research study shows the internal computer chips were far and away the biggest concern of respondents when presented at a range of issues and the most scary AI technology. Weapons technology. Here's one that's a little different, where AI gives humans the ability to do bad things. The Verge story recently profiled the situation where an AI program was able to suggest no less than 40,000 different types of chemical weapons within six hours. The issue here isn't that AI would do something threatening or dangerous to humanity, it's that it gives human bad actors the keys to do those bad things themselves. AI applications to weapons, as a rule, make those weapons more powerful, and weapons to anyone with a lick of common sense are just pretty scary in general. So some of these types of applications are on the radar for people who believe AI needs to be harnessed for good instead of dangerous applications. Big equipment. Some people are scared of self-driving tractors and others would give a wide berth to a tra trash compactor that seems to be doing its worth without any human management or intervention. Big equipment people feel should be controlled by humans, not some computer algorithm. In this and many other ways, concerns about AI have to do with the combination of non-human cognitive systems and big physical pieces of hardware. The bottom line, as long as AI's work is going on in cyberspace, we feel like technology is more contained. Is this a false sense of security? In some cases, yes. And in other cases, no. These examples are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to scary AI. Others reports include more than intangible terrors, like machines that can read your mind. The drive towards explan explainable and transparent AI is part of the response to these and other scary situations. By implementing a human-in-the-loop scenario of promoting trusted AI that doesn't use black box algorithms, we're trying to make sure that we're confident about where new technology is going and that's going to make all the difference in how we experience technology in the future. All right. Let's go into Tech Republic. 
to an article they wrote, 10 Terrifying Uses of Artificial Intelligence. Number one, robots predicting the future. Many advances in artificial intelligence are innovative and extraordinary, but some are downright creepy. Here are the 20, here are 20 of the eeriest ways people are using or could use AI. Nautilus is a supercomputer that can predict the future based on news articles. It is a self-learning supercomputer that was given information from millions of articles dating back to the 1940s. It was able to locate Osama bin Laden within 200 kilometers. Now scientists are trying to see if it can predict actual future events, not ones that have already occurred. Number two, robot soldiers. One of the scariest potential uses of AI and robotics is the development of a robot soldier. Although many have moved to ban the use of so-called killer robots, the fact that the technology could potentially power those types of robots soon is upsetting, to say the least. Schizophrenic Robot Researchers at the University of Texas at Austin and Yale University used a neural network called DISCERN to teach the system certain stories. To simulate an excess of dopamine and a process of hyper-learning, they told the system not to forget as many details. The results were that the system displayed schizophrenic-like symptoms and began inserting itself into the stories. It even claimed responsibility for a terrorist bombing in one of the stories. Economic Meltdown It's no secret that robots and algorithms control many of major financial and governmental systems around the world, such as trading on Wall Street. But according to Roman Yampolsky, the head of cybersecurity lab at the University of Louisville, flaws in those systems could have disastrous consequences. Right? Robots that deceive. In many cases, robots and AI systems seem inherently trustworthy. Why would they have any reason to lie or deceive others? Well, what if they were trained to do just that? Researchers at Georgia Tech have used the action of squirrels and birds to teach robots how to hide from and deceive one another. The military has reportedly shown interest in the technology. Robot Lovers among many ethical concerns posed by robots and the AI systems that power them is the idea that humans could love, or at least copulate, with a robotic companion. Companies are already trying to make sex robots a reality, and opponents are campaigning against it fervently. Survival Robots In an experiment conducted by the scientists of intelligent systems in Switzerland, robots were made to complete compete for a food source in a single area. The robots could communicate by emitting light, and after they found the food source, they began turning their lights off and using them to steer competitors away from the food source. Police using AI algorithms to predict crime. Police in certain cities around the U.S. are experimenting with AI algorithms that predict which citizens are most likely to commit a crime in the future. Hitachi announced a similar system back in 2015. Maybe the film Minority Report wasn't completely off-base in its representation of the future. AI-based medical treatment. One of the biggest industries that AI could potentially benefit is healthcare. AI is already in use in many fields of medicine, even helping doctors decide on treatment. 
But what if an AI system misses a critical aspect of your medical history or makes the wrong recommendation? Autonomous drones and weapons. There have been much controversy about the use of drones from a civilian sense, but even more so around military use of drones. However, the scary issue isn't that people are piloting these services, but that they pilot themselves. The U.S. Navy has even given ground support or ground transport vehicles the ability to autonomously identify a target before carrying out a mission. Think about it if a machine decided who is a friend and who is an enemy. Supercomputer with imagination. Google experimented with a self-learning computer that had a simulated neural network. The computer was provided free access to the internet. Out of all the contents of the network, the computer began looking at pictures of kittens. It even developed its own concept of what a kitten looks like. It shows how human-like AI can become. AI is granted citizenship. In October of 2017, Sophia became the first robot to have nationally, nationality gaining citizenship to Saudi Arabia. The robot was granted the same rights as a human, enabling it to live amongst humans in everyday life. This makes the idea of a robot take over feel a little more possible. AI hackers. Hackers are the be- beginning to use AI technologies to carry out malicious cyber attacks online. By using AI as an attack vector, hackers have the capability of carrying out large-scale attacks at even faster rates, which would be detrimental to organizations and individuals. This is a very real fear for workers. 82% of security professionals say they fear hackers using AI to attack their companies. Robots in our brains. Tiny robots are predicted to enable or to be able to live inside of our heads. Futurist and inventor Ray Kurzweil predicted that by 2030, nanobots will be able to be implanted in our brains. The nanobots will be able to access the internet and help us learn information in minutes. The scary part, besides having robots in our brains, is that since the bots would be connected to the internet, there would be risk of hackers accessing our brains. That's terrifying. AI machines learning right from wrong. AI researchers using literature to help machines learn right from wrong, hopefully preventing an AI takeover. Learning right from wrong teaches robots empathy, which can be good, but empathy also makes the robots more human-like. And the more human-like the machine, the more difficult it is to discern a robot from a human. AI in court. What if AI ran the judicial system? Discussions have started that place AI in the courtroom, determining judicial sentences. While this AI is intended to eliminate bias, there's a chance of human bias infiltrating the AI by means of its human creators, who would then be placing people's lives in the hands of biased AI, not so smart home AI. Between automated doorbells, high-tech appliances, and heating systems, smart home designs are gaining ground. While smart home AI is intended to make functions around the house easier, there are many stories of AI making things worse. If AI reaches a point of autonomous function, it could alter smart home tools. For example, if AI goes awry, it could turn off the heat, turn off the carbon monoxide monitoring, or open the windows during a storm and cause a flood. Home sweet home, right? All right. So one last thing as an update. As of, well, yesterday, (laughs) um, Tesla CEO 
Elon Musk unveils prototype humanoid Optimus robot. The robot walked around gingerly on stage and is supposedly targeted a price of less than $20,000. Tesla CEO Elon Musk revealed a prototype of humanoid Optimus robot that shares some AI software and sensors with its car's autopilot driver's assistance features. At the start of Tesla's 2022 AI Day presentation, Musk acknowledged they had a guy in a suit last year, but promised something much more impressive today. According to Musk, this prototype can do more than what was shown live, but the first time it operated without a tether was tonight on stage. Musk predicted it could hit a price probably less than $20,000, and later, in a Q&A session, explained that Tesla is very good at building the AI and the actuators necessarily are necessary for robotics, based on the experience of producing drive units for electric cars. Musk said that would help it get the capable robots into production and start off by testing it within its own factories. He claimed that the difference between Tesla's design and the other very impressive humanoid robot demonstrations is that Tesla's Optimus is made for mass production in the millions of units to be very capable. As he said that, a team of workers moved a non-walking prototype off stage behind him. Initially, the back doors of the stage opened to reveal a deconstructed Optimus that Tesla calls Bumble C that walked forward and did a raise the roof dance move. Musk admitted that they wanted to keep it safe, but make, not make too many moves on stage and have it fall flat on its face. Afterwards, the company showed a few video clips of the robot doing other tasks, like picking up boxes. Then Tesla's team brought out another prototype showing a very close-to-production version of Optimus, with its body fully assembled but not fully functional. It was held up on a stand and waved to the audience, showing the range of motion in its wrist and hands. Musk claimed that this unit still contains actuators, battery pack, and everything else, but wasn't quite ready for walking. They revealed that the initial robot presented was developed in just the past six months, discussing hurdles they have to address in getting it from prototype to a working design. They hope to get this done within the next few months or years. It contains a 2.3... Uh, KWH battery pack, runs on a Tesla SOC, and has Wi-Fi and LTE connectivity. Demonstrations focused on addressing the robot's joints, like its hands, wrists, wrists, and knees, and showed how they processed data for each joint when they looked for common areas in each design to fit a method using only six different actuators. The human-like hands are a biologically inspired design. Their engineers say will make them more suitable for picking up objects of various shapes and sizes, holding a 20-point bag, and having precision grip on small parts. Tesla's autopilot software was moved from its cars to the bot and retooled to work in the new body and environment. Tesla Motion captured people doing real-world tasks like lifting a box and then using inverse kinematics repeating the movements using Optimus. Then, online motion adaptation. 
is applied to make it so these tasks aren't so rigid and can be manipulated to take into account an unstructured environment. It will be a fundamental transformation for civilization as we know it, said Musk. He continues to say the Optimus has the potential of two orders of magnitude, a potential improvement of economic output. Musk first announced that the Tesla bot at last year's AI Day, promising it would be friendly and potentially revolutionizing the company's assembly line and manufacturing business. Musk had warned his fans not to expect the prototype to look like the glossy black and white rendering first shown at last year's event. But there has been no shortage of hype, with Musk calling the robot the most important product development we're doing this year, and predicting that it will have potential to be more significant in the vehicle business over time. Future applications could include cooking, gardening, or even cat-girl sex partners. Musk has said while claiming that production could start as soon as next year. In the days leading up to AI Day, robotic experts warned against buying too much into Musk's claims. They noted that other companies are far much further along in developing robots that can walk, run, and even jump, but none are claiming to be close to replacing human labor. Tesla's history is littered with fanciful ideas that never panned out, like a solar-powered supercharger network, battery swapping, or robotic snake-style chargers. So it's anyone's guess as to whether a production-ready Tesla bot will ever see the light of day. But the company is where it is today because Musk's sheer will. And the reveal of a prototype version of a robot is sure to bolster Musk's claims of Tesla as the world's biggest robotics company. Alright, that was from The Verge by Andrew Hawkins and Umar Shakir. That was pretty cool. I thought that would make a nice addition to this episode. Very cool and very timely that this happened basically on the same day I released this episode. (laughs) Alright, thank you for being with me today. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Paranormal Stories Spooky Shiz. Be sure to follow us on the Facebook page at Paranormal Stories Spooky Shiz. Spooky Shiz is in parentheses. It's a great way to connect with me and send me your stories. Uh, We'll be getting into UFOs in the next episode and some ghosty, scary stuff that people have submitted after that. So look forward to that. And yeah, it's creepy what uh, AI is becoming. So maybe you'll be listening to this in some archive somewhere, maybe... 50 years, 100 years from now, and laugh at some of the bizarre infancy concepts that I'm discussing in this based on what technology has become by your time, which would be cool to hear. (laughs) All right. Stay spooky, my friends.